Hello and welcome to Hub City Now. I'm your host, Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. Today we have a great guest with us. Uh, she has been on the show before, but she is in a new capacity now. Uh, she's the executive director of Friends of Heart, which is a foundation, it, which is part of the West Tennessee Health. I'm going to mess it up. I already know. Let me let her tell you all who she <laughs> who she is. Um, um, we've had Caitlin on before. She was with um, Lifeline Blood Services, but now she's the executive director of Friends of Heart. And she is here to talk to us about Friends of Heart because I know a lot of the listeners probably don't know what Friends of Heart is. Um, it is um, Improving Heart Health in West Tennessee. And we're going to talk about uh, the Four Minute City Initiative, which we've seen commercials for. I have seen commercials for. Um, she's going to talk about that with us today. So, Caitlin, thank you for being on the show in person this time because last yes. time we talked, you had COVID. Yes, um, I did. <laughs> um, so, uh, t- tell us about your new position as executive director of Friends of Heart and tell us what Friends of Heart is. Okay, so Friends of Heart is a fund of the foundation. Uh, we were started in 2017 by just a group of local engaged citizens who uh, really want to see local dollars spent on cardiac heart health uh, here in our communities across West Tennessee. So um, we do all kinds of different things. We place AEDs in um, you know churches and organizations that can apply for a grant to have them put. Uh, I went and did one at Real Foot Youth Camp, for example. So mm-hmm. uh, we're doing sportsplex places, those type things. So we, we place AEDs there. And when I say AED, that's an automated external defibrillator mm-hmm. and um, is used, you've probably seen, I hope only on TV, but possibly I've seen in real life, um, used to shock your heart back into rhythm when you're in cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. So um, we're doing that. Um, we've got some some exciting things coming up. We're not uh, quite there yet, but we're going to be providing youth screenings for um, EKG readings for our student athletes. Okay. Uh, that's across starting in Madison County, pri- private public schools, both uh, trying to uh, identify any potential um, maybe birth defects that we didn't know about that an EKG can. There's probably about seven or eight things an EKG can tell us about um, your heart that just listening to it with a stethoscope cannot. And so if there's something that we need to do uh, to get you in and, and get to get the child seen to before something happens before they tragically go into cardiac arrest on a sporting field uh, that type thing so those are, are some of our initiatives but our big thing right now is our four minute city so as you said there's commercials running mm-hmm. um but the thing is it's it's way there's way too much to it to just put it I, 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 that's great for brand awareness it's great that you you know you've heard of it right. but there's a lot more to it than that mm-hmm. so let's say let me where to start with this it's there's because there's a lot to say about it how um, long has this initiative been around so within there there's a a company in California, it's called Avive Solutions, and mm-hmm. Avive has been around um, going on going on five years, and it, it, it's very interesting. It's a group of that it was started by a group of three twenty six year olds. So okay. if you want to feel inadequate, um, <laughs> and, and what happened there is one of them um, had was doing a nonprofit 
uh, with some similar goals as, as friends of heart due to a loss he had experienced in his life of sudden cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other two were students at um, MIT, and they had built the first prototype of the devices that were going to be deploying across the city, which are smart AEDs. Okay. So they built the first version of that device. And so they all met at a conference. They got together and... Mm-hmm. Long story short, now we're here in 2022. Jackson is about to be the nation's first four-minute city. Okay. So what that means is there will be... How did that come about? uh, Well, that (laughs) more conferences, more connections that were made... and then there's there's actually five cities that I was working with right now. Okay. But we are the one that um, got chosen to be first because I think that the team here is so great to work with. Okay. And um, when I say team, I do mean team. It is it is a everybody hands on deck thing. So to what that means, four minute cities kind of the marketing phrase for it. But it means that there'll be a smart connected AED within four minutes of you across the city limits, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. And so. What I mean by smart connected is if if you're familiar with a normal AED, a standard, a dumb, not smart AED, (laughs) it's on the wall. You know, Mm -hmm. I have one in my car. um, And if I were to see you go into sudden cardiac arrest, Mm -hmm. I could run and get it and I could use it. But I'm not going to know that if someone three houses down has gone into cardiac arrest that I could go help them because I don't know. So um, they're great. They have their place. But they uh, and, and those are the ones we're giving out still to we're, we're putting those in, like I said, churches, camps, mm-hmm. um, different organizations. But these smart connected AEDs will allow uh, let's, let's reenact the scenario. I see you go down mm-hmm. um, and the way you identify cardiac arrest, by the way. Um, I, I learned this, so I'm assuming if I don't know it, a lot of people don't know it. Right. Uh, the A heart attack and a cardiac arrest are not the same thing. Okay. So a heart attack is a, a plumbing issue. You've got problems with your arteries, your valves, something of that nature. Um, and usually there's some warning signs, not always, but but often, you know, we, we know those symptoms you hear about, you know, arm pain, jaw pain, those type of things. For sudden cardiac arrest, you literally just go down. And that's because it is an electrical problem. Okay. We um, know that there's two different rhythms that your heart can go into that we call a shockable rhythm, meaning that we can hopefully shock you back. And that's the only thing that's going to bring you back is um, a, um, a shock received from an AED. There is, uh, you know, we, we know to do CPR and that is to help try to keep your body going, help your blood flowing, your oxygen going until you are shocked but nothing will save you but a shock and so the thing about that is every for every minute that you're down there's a seven to ten percent chance that you will not come back Mm -hmm. and so if across the country we're we're no different here in, in jackson it takes about eight to 12 minutes on average to get the first responders to you mm-hmm. and that doesn't count the time it takes me to make the call 911 is going to ask me if you're breathing and are you responsive and if the answer to both of those is no they're going to assume it's a cardiac arrest right and so 
um, in the time it takes the call to be made, the first responders to get to you, them to get in the building with their equipment. That's all valuable time for for your life to be saved. So to put that in perspective, right here in Jackson, we have an average of 100 sudden cardiac arrests just within our city limits every year Mm -hmm. and only a 6% or six person survival rate for those that happen um, outside of of the hospital. Mm -hmm. And so if we can get those shocks delivered faster, Mm -hmm. we stand a much better chance of getting that to more like, I don't know, 50, I mean, 75%. I mean, the the lives are going to be saved with these devices. Mm -hmm. So what makes them special it's a lot of things. They're they're smaller than the average AED. They're what they weigh less. They're much more portable, and that's kind of how they're designed. They're designed to be um, carried around in your car, thrown in your backpack, keep it with you, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And um, when, as I mentioned, you're gonna call nine one one, and they're gonna identify that that's what they believe it, that the patient is is is, is in is a cardiac arrest. They will, of course, deploy the first responders like usual. But in addition to that, they're going to deploy our care team. So the care team is the absolute key to a successful four-minute city. Mm -hmm. And what that means is you're someone, and you don't have to have any medical background. You don't have to have any um, prior training. Mm -hmm. You are someone who has said, hey, I'm willing to respond when this happens. I'm willing to take one of these devices. Um, you're, we, are, we are going through some trainings. We're training in hands-only CPR. Mm-hmm. We're training in how to use the device. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the only responsibility after that is some quarterly training just to keep it fresh for everyone. Right. But so if I am driving down Highland, and mm-hmm. I, so I'm within a mile of this station, and someone here in the station goes into cardiac arrest... I will be deployed. Will you get if a text message you or will, will they call you? So there is an app that we were, we're going to deploy the app this fall before we deploy the devices. Okay. Um, because we're, since we are the first to do this, there's so many moving parts right. and bugs to work out and all that. Right. So you will, we're going to go ahead and get our team responding at least to do the hands-only CPR before mm-hmm. we have the devices for them. Okay. Um, but you, the device itself starts talking. And your phone will start talking okay. and tell you uh, it, what it says, because I've heard it now over and over, is a <laughs> cardiac arrest nearby. Take this AED. So the device and your phone uh-huh. do, does. Wow. They, and so when you, when you pick that device up, there is a, I, sh- I need to, sh- I'll show you this. I wish I could show our listeners, <laughs> but they can go on um, Avive, A-V-I-V-E dot life. Uh, forward slash Jackson, and they'll be able to see all of this. And I'll, I'll say that address again later because there's more to come with it. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a 90 second video that just captures it perfectly. Of okay. you know, people are going on about their day. Um, someone's called into 911 that their wife is not responsive. And um, when the 911 dispatches the care team, those devices all just start talking. And hmm. if you're within that one mile and the device, a map pops up like your Google map, your Apple mm-hmm. map, whatever it is you use on your phone, it pops up and it looks just like that. And so wow. you can drive or even if it's three houses down, just take off running mm-hmm. and go. And 911 is going dis- to gonna be able to watch that you're on the map. So you track you moving and be able to tell the person they're on the phone with a first responder you know they're almost there they're you know they're at the end of your street they're coming and that way um you're going to go in there with that device you are going to um and, and something i didn't know too all aeds smart or not connected aeds uh, they walk you through what to do. They literally, okay. the minute you power it on, it mm-hmm. is telling you what to do. It, it is going to analyze your heart rhythm and know 
Is this it, person in cardiac arrest? Is this what they need? So you're not going to hurt anybody. Okay. It it's going to um, it, it will tell you. It, it decides that, not you. But so you'll you'll put the pads on um, the patient, and it'll analyze. And if it says that the 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 need shocking, you know, it tells you to stand back. It shocks. You mm-hmm. don't push the button. It does it itself. Mm-hmm. Then after that. You resume the hands-only CPR. There's actually a, a metronome that beats on the, the device so you can hear that you're doing the right rhythm. Mm-hmm. And so it really, uh, when you'll alternate, I, obviously we hope the person is revived, but you right. will alternate until first responders get there. And, I mean, it's only going to be a matter of minutes, but right. those minutes Count. matter. Right. And so... Um, we are working to recruit people to sign up for this, to say, hey, I'm good to do this. Um, I, I, that's why, like I said, the PSAs are awesome to right. have that, that message out there. But there's a lot of questions people have. Mm-hmm. So the best opportunity is to dialogue with people. And so some of the things I can point out that are common questions are, um, can I get sued? That's mm-hmm. a, a very reasonable question to ask. And the deal is states have different laws about it. But there's a federal Good Samaritan law that supersedes any state law. Um, And that says that if you were acting in good faith, you were trying to help this person, Mm -hmm. then you they cannot. No one is going to successfully be able to sue you for bringing them back to life (laughs) or for, um, you know, there or, or, you know, if you you try to help and it's not successful, the that patient's family, you know, you tried and there's Mm -hmm. nothing that you can can have done different than, you know, now if you took the AED and hit them over the head with it, (laughs) that is not okay. but um, we're not we're not going to anticipate that happening. And so those are uh, that's a common question Um, another thing I like to point out is uh, well there's no fiscal cost to you at all to do this you're going to have this device in your household and if someone in your household needs it you're going to have it and there's no fiscal cost Um, you're going to have it there in your neighborhood for when your neighbor needs it whatnot Um, there also is um, uh, this is I I want people to understand we're not asking for a huge time commitment Mm -hmm. like I said there's the quarterly trainings and then other than that I mean, if there's a hundred a year, mm-hmm. you're probably, and, and that's got to be within one mile of you in that moment, right? right so right. you're only going to, we are estimating, get called once or twice. Right. And once we know, um, I'm not sure what they're going to set it at, but once they know two or three are on their way, they're going to, you won't, the alarm will stop. So, like, if you can't go, if you're, you know, in the middle of your own um, emergent situation or right. you're just, it's not possible for you to go, um, that once there's a couple people on the way, they'll stop it. Because it'll, it'll contact anybody in that mile radius. Right. And, right. And so, basically, our our goal here is to disperse these throughout the city um, evenly. Mm-hmm. Um but the, we know from data gathered over the last few years that there are uh, places in our city where cardiac arrest is more prevalent. Mm-hmm. And just like anywhere else in the U.S., the data shows that areas where median household income is lower and where poverty is higher, there are more cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. And so we those are areas where we definitely want to make sure we've got some overlap. I mean, we won't overlap everywhere, really, because... You know, I may have it in my subdivision, but a couple of other people need it, too, because what if I'm out, out in a meeting or I'm right. out of town, you know, and that's another question people ask, well, what do I do with it when I go out of town? And the answer is you take it with you because mm-hmm. it's even if you um, aren't, dis- you can't be dispatched as a care team member, but if you're at the beach. 
But if you see someone going to cardiac right. arrest, it, it, it's it a fully it. functional AED. You right. use it. Right. And so... Um, so one thing that's really cool is that level of connectivity. And then another thing that's really cool about the device is um, the what doctors need is information. They need to know what your heart's doing they, to, in order to treat you. And right. so the sooner that that AED goes on you, when as soon as it's on you, it starts to capture that data. Mm-hmm. And when the call is complete, when the AED is removed from the patient, a QR code will pop up on the screen and the paramedics will be able to send that into the emergency room before okay. the patient ever gets there. Wow. So that way... Um, if there is a, um, a need, maybe they'll say bypass trauma, bypass ER, we're going straight to uh, the cath lab mm-hmm. or something like that. So it's just giving them more information. Mm-hmm. And so as you can tell from this, there's a lot of moving parts. So Friends of Heart, back back to us, our role is uh, kind of kind of twofold um funding we are purchasing 250 of these devices the city of jackson is purchasing 100 of these devices for to be in their patrol cars uh, for the police and fire and whatnot so we're we'll have 350 of them in our city um but the um the so friends of arts purchasing the other thing we're doing is kind of just coordinating all the moving parts kind of just project management Mm -hmm. if you will so um the other moving parts are the fire department. They're a huge one for us. Jackson Fire Department is um, overseeing our care team. Mm-hmm. Their chief medical officer, Nathan Shrupp, and I are working together pretty much daily um, to to get that up and running. They're doing all the training there at their training station. That's where people go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're by the fairgrounds to get trained. Um, the um, 911 has to uh, mid length they have to uh, work with to make sure that the dispatch portion is working properly right. um, EMS because they will be the ones of course transporting the patient and mm-hmm. providing that information to Jackson Madison County General Hospital emergency department which mm-hmm. is our last part of this to because that's where the patient's going to go and that is where we will be able to collect data from them after it's over mm-hmm. to say was this a successful outcome what right. are we you know what's working what's not just everything we can to try to improve your chance of survival so there you go that's a it's a lot i know (laughs) i'm like take a breath but it's so much and it's so interesting so when 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 you're dispatched is there going to be some way for people to identify that you are part of the four minute city initiative like if you're going to like if you've been dispatched to somebody's house and you know, people are worried about that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Know who you yeah, are. Yeah, we are definitely, that's been a common question among our care team members. We're going to do um, some type of, uh, probably something maybe like a badge, like with a, with a lanyard, so that you can just keep that on your rearview mirror of your car and right. throw it on, you know. Okay. Uh, you know, we're not going to be able to, hey, change shirts. You know, that's, that's a little <laughs> <Right>. complicated. <laughs> so we are going to, to make sure. And then also, another thing that's helpful is that 911 dispatch person is going to be talking to the person on the phone who made the call letting them know this person's, this person's coming. coming. Okay. You know, it's not going to be like you're just walking into someone's right. house unannounced, <laughs> right. um, which I understand, of course, you know, no one wants to do. But um, and, and then another safety measure that I think is important for people to know is if if they make the call and they dispatch the care team and then that 911 dispatch, they're, they're trained to assess that situation. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, they told me, you know, we can tell a lot from background noise about is is this environment? Well, is it a cardiac arrest or do we think it's something wrong right. in a different it's way a that's room. unsafe? Mm-hmm. And if if the if it appears that the call is unsafe, what will happen is your device and your app will just go completely blank. It'll just stop. Oh, and okay. when that happens, you know, OK, I'm not supposed to do this. I got 
to turn around. And of course, if you found yourself in a situation where something didn't feel right, go leave leave the device we'll get it back somehow it's fine we want obviously our care team safe um so so we're trying to think through every every measure that we can and of course we'll be taking care team member feedback as if you respond to this call Mm -hmm. um the fire department will come out they will talk to you and ha- let you have a deep briefing what went right what what questions do you have how you know i mean cause that's emotional right. and we want to make sure that you're taken care of from a mental health perspective um we need to put new pads on the device because mm-hmm. they have to be replaced every time the device is used okay. so we'll be doing that as well uh, but just we'll be taking care of our care team the best that we can because we're so grateful to these volunteers um and a lot of some of them not not a lot some of them are um healthcare workers who are off the clock Mm -hmm. when when they're off the clock want to have access to this but some of them are i mean we've got everything from business owners and um local uh, uh, leaders to um custodians and um security guards and there's no um there's there's no right candidate. There's no level. You don't have to have any particular level of education or work experience, or you just have to have a willingness to help. Okay. And Age that's limit. important. Um, so you do have to be at least 18, okay. uh, but there is no upper age limit. Um, we just need you to know that you're physically capable of doing CPR, which is, of course, very aggressive. And right. um, as long as, you know, ideally there'll be a couple of you show up and you can swap out mm-hmm. uh, because it does tire you out. Uh, but I've, I've sat through the, the first round of trainings um, eight times because we had eight sessions <laughs> and um, learned a lot and um, really, really felt like people there. We got a lot of compliments on what what we're doing and how we're delivering the information. People felt really competent from that training and and, and confident as mm-hmm. well. So we got about nine minutes left. Uh, how can people become volunteers if they want to? And how long is volunteer train like that initial volunteer training? Sure. So um, the like that website I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Avive A V I V E dot life forward slash Jackson. You can go there to learn more about the program. There's a link to some hands-only CPR video training, which, I mean, the more you educate yourself or refresh yourself, if it's been a while, the better. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we've talked about how, uh, as a group, one thing we've talked about is that the fire department sees less fires than they used to Mm -hmm. they have less that you know they're more about car accidents and and first responder calls like this honestly than they are about fires and why is that it's because the public is educated on smoke detectors the public Mm -hmm. is educated on stop drop roll we know all of that Mm -hmm. this is the kind of thing that we need the public educated on as well so go watch the video show your grandchild show your child show you know it's never too early to start teaching those things Mm -hmm. and so there's the video there um and then there is a link to just you know get email updates but then there's a link to sign up to join that care team and so you fill out an application Uh, we will be doing uh trainings again in august so i need to uh i need to recruit about 200 more people i've got uh, we're trying to recruit 350 that is more than we have devices for but that's to we need to allow for some overlap we need to allow for some attrition as people move or Mm -hmm. you know they don't they 
can't do it anymore. And so my goal is 350 people by the end of July. And so we'll do those trainings again in August. Um, and we'll, we've already had our first round in, in May. Um, but we'll do that same first round if you haven't had that in August. They're two-hour sessions. Um, there's lots of time options for you to pick from, whatever best suits your schedule, different days, things like that. And then in that one, in that, that second round, we're planning to introduce the app. Okay. And get that app rolled out first, and then um, we'll roll out the, with the device once we have them in hand. Because, like I said, we're the first to do this, so um, we are still still waiting on um, finishing device production, things like that. And so um, they will will do that. And and there's like I said, there's four other places. There's different cities and counties doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Georgia and Rhode Island, um, uh, Alabama, and um, I believe Ohio. Um, they're the the ones doing it right now, but there's already 50 something signed up for next year. And honestly, this is probably the way uh, sudden cardiac arrest response. It's it, this is the way it looks in the future. Right. So to know that in Jackson, Tennessee, we're going to do it first is so so cool. Yeah. And you know, another question people ask is if I'm in the county. Um, you know, if I'm in a different county. And all I can say is that we definitely plan to expand. But you got to start somewhere. And, right. you, and to know, you can't just throw it out there and it work. You've got to start in a concentrated area. And so we, the city limits is the first stop. But then we definitely plan to expand that. And as so, that is a big focus of Friends of Heart right now. About the biggest focus, I'm sure I would say, but then we're still working to develop our relationships in these other counties. Basically, if West Tennessee Healthcare um, is a healthcare provider for that county, right. if those people are coming to Jackson or going to Dyersburg or, or in Dyer County, whatever it is, those are places, example, we can can go. Right. So I can provide those AEDs if you fill it out. Um, with that, we ask that you. Um, you provide five hundred dollars of it, your organization, just because um, we want um, that. That helps us to continue to provide more. Right. Um, but we're going to cover the cost at, at the the rest of the cost there. So um, we will are doing that, and so um, and then we're hoping to expand this. We'll hope to expand those youth screenings. So it's really exciting to be on the cusp of something like this. Right. Um, and every bit of the time and energy and dollars that you're giving are local. So we are funded by um, mostly by fundraising mm-hmm. um, or by just donations in general. So we've got like a, a table tennis tournament coming up in July. Okay. Um, our big event is uh, Black Time Blue Jeans on August 6th. That will be our biggest fundraiser of the year. We've got a bike ride in September. We've already had um, a run earlier this year as well. So those are some of the things we're doing, but we're, we're finding our footing with all that. So mm. um, I would love to talk to anybody about, honestly, any of it. If you think that you would like to support us fiscally, if you think you would like to, I, I, I just left a meeting with the person that's helping throw my table tennis tournament with me. Mm-hmm. If you've got something like that, that you think, hey, we should bring one of these to Jackson or let's do this as a fundraiser. I'd love to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um the uh of course the four minute city questions i'm happy to talk to anybody um the best way to reach me is the friends of heart number and it's on our website friendsofheart.org but my number is 731-343-3330 so um that's the best way to ask some of these questions um because like i said there's a lot to it and i understand that you may think well i'd like to do this but what about 
we'll call and ask and let's talk through that and figure that out together um, because you truly if that's your loved one that goes down mm-hmm. you're going to want somebody to respond to them right. and if you then you could be the same one you could you can pay that forward because these people that are dying from sudden cardiac arrest right. is there is no discrimination of age right. race gender people just they it just happens right. and so to know um it, it's the number one killer of student athletes for example so to know that we can try to try to change that and bring that person's brother or son or father or mother you know neighbor or whatever bring them back that's that's what we want to be able to do that's right, that's right. well thank you so much caitlin we appreciate it you're always welcome back um, please um, go to Friends of Heart website to find out more. Was it Friends of Heart dot org dot mm-hmm. org, and uh, find out how you can become a volunteer. Um, fill out the application. Uh, training is in August, as uh, Caitlin said. They're looking for 350 people by the end of July. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for for being on here. Thank you to our sponsors, R and R Custom Wheels and Tires Express and Baskerville Funeral Home. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, Please consider being part of the Four Minute uh, City Initiative IREM. So I'm thinking about doing that now, and um, that's like you said, it's you never know when it might happen. Mm-hmm. And it's better to be prepared than. Yeah, what an e- it's such an easy way. I mean, there's no cost. There's so right. little time, and I mean, even the calls themselves, it's not going to be as soon as the 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 first responders get there you're done you right. go back away that will right. be their patient but it's just we've got to get those shocks delivered sooner right that's right well thank you all so much for tuning in continue to watch out for one another take care of one another and love one another and we will be back with you next week continue to have a, a blessed week and um, take care of one another god bless <laughs>